For the longest time, I believed that 1987 was the worst year of my life. And then along came 2007, and that was clearly the worst year of my life. And then I came to 2020, which hands down is the weirdest year of my life. Man, what a year, huh? This is, uh, this is the final episode of uh, 2020. There's just a lot of things going on over the next few days and things I want to get prepared for and deal with and take some time away from this. And, and I don't, I don't really know what the future holds. I don't know what we're going to do in the new year. I know I've got a couple of new projects. I told you about Bubbleheads. got some other things coming up and I don't know. I, I've really enjoyed doing the daily show, especially since it's not an hour long um, it's, it's been good for me, particularly since, uh, I had to give up my position in June. It's been a, it's been a good, you know, thing for me mentally uh, to be able to do, but there are some other things coming up that are going to really cut into the ability to be able to do that each and every day. So I don't know that in the new year, we're going to be doing this every day. Not that, uh, not that I don't enjoy it. I do. Not that I don't enjoy my interaction with you. Not that I don't enjoy putting my thoughts down this way. I, I love doing that, as you know. And it's just one of those things where you know, things are going to change, I hope. We had a long conversation with Ben the other night about school. There's some, some discussion that the schools may reopen in January. I personally don't believe that they will, uh, given our governor's idiocy. I, I don't see them reopening in January, but that's the discussion right now. And so we we didn't let him make the decision, but we wanted his input into it. And he has made it clear that he would rather stay here, because who wouldn't? Um I don't think that'll last if it turns out to be a an all day thing where he has to sit in a Zoom meeting all day. But, but as as things stand right now, he prefers to do that. All that to say, this won't be the last episode of Plausibly Live, but it will be the last episode for for 2020. And when it when we come back in the new year, it will not be a daily show. I'm I'm not apologizing for that. It's just you know it's reality. I mean. 838 times I've sat down here or there and uh, opened my microphone and shared with you what I think about things. And I appreciate the fact that so many of you have downloaded and listened and so many of you have participated in this and allowed me to be part of your day. It means a lot to me. It means, it, 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 it means more than I really can express to you. I mean, it's it's different than radio. Radio is one of those things where, hey, this is what's on. 
The podcast, by nature, is choice. It's something that you chose to listen to. And so that says much to me that radio doesn't necessarily, you know, you know how it is in radio, man. If I don't like what's on, I just push the button, go to the other station, go to the other station, go to the other station. You know how that works. It's not the case in podcasting. So I've enjoyed it. Um, I've enjoyed it even in these mm, weird 2020 times. I realize many of you don't see things the same way I do when it comes to the election. And that's fine. I mean, like the rabbis teach, if if we all see things the, the same way, then some of us aren't necessary. <laughs> you know, I, I just like to, I just like to share with you how I think and how I get from point A to point B. If you think exactly the way I do, then I failed as a, as a, someone who's sharing my opinions. That doesn't mean that we can't agree. It just means that we're not the same person. And if we ever become the same person, then we've got a real problem. Maybe we shouldn't have to do things that way. I have said this all along. Well, maybe not all along, but much of the time I've been doing the podcast. What I do, I do as a record for my son, Benjamin. There are a lot of things in my life that I wish had gone differently. Maybe uh, you can't change the past. So you learn to, you learn to adapt it and you learn to, you learn the lessons of it and you go forward. And one of the things I've been very passionate about with Ben is I really, really, really want time with him. And I really want to spend as much time with him as I can. And I want to make sure that he gets to know me, who I am and what I am. And more importantly, that he always has that record of it. So a lot of Plausibly Live is really just for Ben. I mean, it really is. Uh, he loves YouTube. And so these videos will always be there. He may not download the podcast, but he'll always have the videos to be able to go back and, and do as much of that as he, he can. And then in that, I've told stories that maybe don't make a lot of sense to you, maybe don't seem like they're appropriate for a political, air quote, air quote, podcast, but they're really for him. So that's why I did those things. Part of that is, as a child, I had an interesting childhood, I won't tell you that. You know, I never went to the same school more than three years in a row, and I only did that once, second, third, and fourth grades. Uh, most of the time, two years at a school was the maximum I ever went to. I was never in the same school district for more than three years. And I think I counted it one day, all the moves that we made. There were a lot of reasons for it. None of them are bad. Just my parents were kind of nomadic. I mean, that's just really what it works out to. Um, but there are some drawbacks to that in life. And one of those drawbacks is something that I I don't want to put Ben through. And so we've decided, you know, to put down our roots. And that's one of the reasons why we came here when we did. If we had stayed a couple more years in California, we would have had to stay there because I don't want to move him around. I want him to grow up with neighbors and friends and people that he's known you know, since the second grade. And part of that means that we're going to stay here a while and that's okay. Because like I said, so much of what I do is really about Benjamin. 
Tammy has been the blessing of my life, I'll tell you. There are many times when I sit here and think about would I be where I was if there was no Cami? And the answer is no, there wouldn't be. There wouldn't be. And and to that end, there were a lot of moments in life that sucked, a lot of painful moments, a lot of things I went through that, you know, at the time seemed devastating. But in reality, they were all preparatory to, to settling in life with Cami and finding purpose and meaning in what we were doing. So I choose to do this stuff for Ben because I want him to grow up to be a good person. I want him to grow up with an understanding of things that exceeds what most kids have, certainly what I had. I had to learn a lot of stuff on my own. I, half the time I'm talking to him, I'm telling things, so you need to learn from your dad because I made that mistake when I was your age. And you don't want to, uh, you don't want to make that mistake. I'm, I'm, I'm helping you. And I'm not going to tell you what some of those things are and, you know, how preteen boys can be. And I'm sure as he becomes a teenager, it'll become a little harder. And, uh, but I made, uh, you know, I know this will surprise you, but I wasn't exactly a popular kid in school and especially high school, but to, you know, you're moving around all the time and it wasn't exactly, uh, it wasn't exactly normal, I guess. So I, I do a lot of that kind of stuff with him and Cammy lets me do it. Tonight, though, we will light the final candle for Hanukkah 2020 or whatever year this is in Jewish counting. And I don't know because I don't pay that close attention to it. I have enjoyed over the past seven days telling Ben the story of Hanukkah. And for those of you that were Book Guild members back in the day, you know I have a, a particular take on the Hanukkah story. I think it's a very American story. And I, I, I kind of put those values into it. I kind of teach him with, the, with each lighting of the candles about the very principles that matter most to us, liberty, freedom, and, uh, and, our, and our faith and our family. It's been enjoyable to, to tell him those things, but he is absolutely fascinated by the shamash. Now, for those of you who don't know, and, and maybe you don't, the shamash is the, there are eight, if you were to look at a Hanukkah menorah, you'll notice that there are nine actual candle holders, even though we say there's only eight, usually four on each side or four in a row or whatever. And then there's one that sticks up higher than the rest. It can be lower, but normally it's higher. It's the ninth one. That one is called the shamash. And it's, there are a lot of drashes out there about what it means and how it works and what it does. And Ben is fascinated by it because it's the only one you actually get to touch and he gets to hold the shamash while he lights the other candles. It's, um, it's something that he does and, and he enjoys doing, probably because he's got a little bit of pyromania in him, but you know, you know how little boys are. Anyway, he enjoys lighting those and using the shamash. Even when we do the electric menorah, he insists on using the, the shamash light bulb to touch each of the other light bulbs to light them. The shamash is a it's a servant candle is what it's it, its purpose is to serve the other candles. It has no intrinsic value in and of itself except to serve those other candles which bring the light to the world in a time of darkness. 
it is a simple candle that provides a critical service. A service that could be performed by, by a lighter, it could be performed by a match, but it's the simple little shamash that does it. And I came across a quote the other day from one of my favorite rabbis, David Wolp, who put it out of it. It's a very simple thing, and I'm sure he got it somewhere else, a Jewish proverb or whatever. And it says, the shamash lights the other candles. And then it says at the bottom, very simply, be the shamash. And knowing Ben's fascination with that, I, I, I yes, he has a texting account that we can use with him. It's, there's some reasons for it. Um, he doesn't have unfettered use of the internet. That's not what I'm saying, but he can text me and his mother and his sisters and we can text him. And, um, and, and so I thought, well, I'm going to send that to him. And so I sent him the picture. The shamash lights the other candles. Be a shamash. And I wasn't really certain what kind of response I would get. I wasn't really certain what his reply would be because, you know, he's a 10-year-old boy who's going to remote schooling. And when he's not going to remote schooling, he lives in a world where he plays with his friends who live in Virginia. I mean, it, it's so weird to me that he is so connected with the world. And yet, he can be so simple at times. I wasn't, I had no idea how he would respond. I didn't even know if he would respond. I, I thought maybe he would ask me some questions because, you know, here's a, here's a quote from a rabbi. I thought maybe he would want to know, maybe he would just send me a smile or a picture of a fish because that's what he does when he, that's what he usually responds to me with is a picture of a fish. I don't know why he just does. What I got from him though, was a simple two word reply. And it was a reply that made me stop for a moment and realize that I worry a lot about the future. I worry a lot about what is Ben going to become? What am I going to become? <laughs> 57 years old and I don't know what I want to be when I grow up yet. I'm I worry about what tomorrow might be. I worry about the country, I worry about my family, I worry about my friends. But his reply reminded me that I'm on the right course. I'm doing things with him the best I can possibly do them, and they are working. They are meeting his needs, which is meeting my needs, which is meeting Cammy's needs. We're, we're, we're doing it right. And that made me feel really good and really Hanukkah. I sent him the shamash is the candle that lights the other lights. Be a shamash. He simply texted back, I will. As we finish out this year, which I realize is just an artificial calendar construct that doesn't really mean anything, I get all that. But as we finish out this year and we get ready to launch the next year, you can be a shamash all the year round, bringing light to the rest of everything, to everything around you. And so I leave you with 2020, with Ben's words, I will. And I encourage you to just 
be the Shamash.